Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say, right back at him, I'll say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Quinny Boy, episode 92, Pressure Point podcast after a, a long weekend, the Easter weekend. We've had footy from Thursday to Monday and um, it's been great, an extended break and um, and footy was uh, was interesting to say the least, I feel like, over the weekend. A lot of um, controversy and interesting calls and even in the media today, a, lot, a lot's gone down. So, um, But first and foremost, how was your long weekend, your Easter weekend? Well, I'm going to start with the cliche and say it's never long enough. Uh, but no, it was it was great. It was good to get some time off work. I think I had a good mix of not doing much and also going out and enjoying myself a little bit. So it was a good mix. Went to the footy, went with you to see the Carlton, you did. Carlton Port Adelaide game. So that was uh, good for a mutual supporter. Maybe not so much. We'll get into that a little bit later. But um, no, it was a good weekend. Didn't didn't do anything too crazy. So it was enjoyable. How about yourself? Yeah. And we forgot, mate, we went to public house on Sunday night, we did. We, we did actually go to did go house. to public house this time, not last week. Where yeah, where Rosie <laughs> thought he saw me there, but no, no, I actually yeah. did go this week. Yep. Um, and yeah, no, that was a bit of fun as well. Yep. I only hung around for a couple of beers and had to go home for an Easter dinner with the family because that that comes first. Family, sorry, I'm a family man, mate. Do you, <laughs> do you hate your family? Do you? Oh, shut up. Go on, say it on the podcast. You hate your family. They're all in the room, so <laughs> <laughs> tell them. Yeah. Um, no, no, it was good. It was a good weekend. The footy, yeah, the footy on Sunday was interesting. Um, to say the least, it's probably the most relaxed I've been at the footy for a half and then the most tense I've been for another half. So, um, yeah, not enjoyable um, this so far this season being a current supporter. You wouldn't think so looking at our wins and losses, but in terms of watching the game, not that enjoyable at all, to be honest. But a win's a win and we'll take it. Um, but I'm sure we'll talk about the Blues a bit later. It's um, tough to tell who if you're good or not early on, isn't it? It's, it's Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know if we're good. I don't know. It's hard, very hard to read us at the moment because our our best footy is is bloody good and up there with the best, and then our worst is is no good. So very hard to tell. Um, but I think we'll get a, a good test this week and we'll really see where we're at. One question I do have for you, just quickly before we move on. Yep. Are you a big supporter of football in all the different um, leagues and levels, or is it just AFL that you're that you're pretty you're pretty on board with? Not saying follow closely, but do you support other levels of football? Like the VFL. The VFL, yeah. yeah. You support the VFL? Yeah. I know worries. Did you see the Tigers got up against the Blues on the weekend? <laughs> I'm just looking up Richmond VFL. I was wondering I'm why look, you brought I'm, that I'm up. I'm looking up Richmond VFL memberships for you to, for you to purchase at the moment. I'm seeing if there's oh. any available for after the Blues. Uh, there was no agreement on that. The top of the ladder Blues went down to the Tigers on the weekend. It's, I don't have much to hold on to at the moment, so no. I'm just going to run with that one. You're not um, running with that, are you? Come I'm, on. I have to go with something. <laughs> I have to go with something. I was wondering why you were asking me that question. It was bizarre. That it's an interesting one. It makes sense, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, let's get into let's get into the food. Let's get into the round. Um, Good Friday, North Melbourne looked like it was going to be 120 points again in that first quarter. With I think the Bulldogs hit eight goals to one or something. It was ridiculous. It was looking looking very bad for them. And then North fought back and in the second quarter, um, and then it sort of just yeah petered out from there. Really, they never really got close, um, and they're copying. A big whack for it, and people saying that they shouldn't have Good Friday, um, which I think is a bit premature. But it's the last two games they've played have been terrible. It's been yeah, they've been absolute shockers. I mean, North second quarter was unbelievable though. They looked mm. like a top eight team the way they were playing against the doggies in that second quarter. But obviously, like you said before, they, they couldn't hold on to it. And I think I agree with you. I think it is a little premature to be saying that. And I mean, they helped pioneer the Good Friday game. Um, they're a big supporter of the Good Friday appeal and all that sort of good stuff that comes with the game. So I think it'd be harsh to kick them out, but I do see where people are coming from. You you want to 
have people come through the gates. You want a spectacle. And North Melbourne Bulldogs doesn't exactly scream, no. you know, uh, franchise marquee game. But that's what they've run with. And I think you get to give them a couple more years at least because, you know, w- what happens if uh, the doggies next year are trash and the North are really good? Mm. You just you kick the dogs out then and bring the North back in. Like, it's it's hard to – I think it's hard to go by wins, losses. I think you're just going to stick fat with it for a little while. And then if, in, you know, a few more years' time, it's still a pretty terrible matchup, then think about moving it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think <clears> I, I just think it's, it's ridiculous um, – it's a call for them to to not be on Good Friday this this quickly as well. Yes, they had, they were horrendous last year and they were almost as bad this year. But everyone knows where North are at. Like they're a bottom of they're they're probably going to finish on the bottom again this year. Um, so I don't know why people are so surprised. And they're playing the Bulldogs, who played in a grand final last year, are one of the best teams. Like what what were the people expecting? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's a, it's a bizarre one to me, but that's why I think you could give them a few more years because, like you said, mm. they're they're a rebuilding club. They're yep. not going to win big games like that. Exactly. So I think they should um, definitely hang on to it, and um, and then once you know once once North are a better team, then we're going to look back on these these conversations and and wonder what the hell people were thinking. So I reckon hold firm with them, and um, and they'll be they'll be better for it. Um, the other Melbourne team, complete opposite to North Melbourne. The Melbourne Footy Club, unbelievable. Mate, I've posed the question to you already, but are they going to lose a game this year? It's hard to say, I isn't mean, it? Every team, every team does lose one, don't they? But yeah, they are I mean, looking like they're... Yeah, who's going to beat them? That's the thing. I mean, you, they're just going to lose on an off day to someone yeah. that's going to surprise everybody, I think. It's not going to be anyone you can predict no. going forward. I'm hoping it's this weekend against the Tigers. But we'll, <laughs> we'll wait and see for that one. But they're just unbelievable. I mean, they won by 67 points against the Giants at the gym on the weekend. But they didn't even look like they were really going full throttle, did they? No, well, that I think they just broke it open that third quarter. They kicked 10 goals. Which, that that's a real problem for other teams and yeah. a real upside for the Ds. They're, ever since the grand final where they had that third quarter where they went yeah. bananas, they They've done the same a few times since, and it's real scary because no one seems to be in, to know how to stop it yet. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. They're and their their gun players are just dominating. Like Max Gorn is is unbelievable. Petrarca was back to his best. Oliver, um, and, they, and even like Luke Jackson, like he's a, he's a star. Um, it's it's scary. And Steve May had twenty four touches as a fullback, and they won by sixty seven. Yeah, so I wouldn't have been down there as much, you know. Mm. Is what it would appear we're seeing the twenty fourth yep. disposal stats stat line. Yeah, exactly. So it's crazy, and uh, yeah, I saw that third quarter, and they were just they were unbelievable. They they're clearly the best team. I think it's Melbourne, um, and a fair gap between the next best, um, which is a little bit disappointing because you probably want to you want it to be a little bit more open, but at the same time you got to appreciate um, a good team, and um, and it looks like Melbourne. Are, are on track for you know a back-to-back premiership if, if all things go well um, and to create uh, a dynasty at that footy club. Who, who would have thought that a few years ago? Uh, even last year, I wouldn't yeah. have thought that, to be honest with you. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, Brisbane were the ones we're talking about being that close second behind them. But you'd, you'd think at the Gabba they're pretty much unstoppable. But then they only beat Collingwood by seven points mm. in the weekend. So it's, it's such a tough year to say who's good and who's bad. I think it's definitely... You know, you're definitely able to say that the Melbourne are good, and that's an understatement to say that they're just good. And I think you can say North and West Coast are going to be pretty bad, and everyone else, I yep. have no idea. Yeah, I think they're the only the only three teams that you can sort of label as good or bad, and the rest I've got no clue. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's um, yeah, but that's what makes it exciting. I think that middle part of the ladder, um, you just don't know what's 
where who's going to finish where and and who's like really you know going to make that charge um i mean and and it's normal for this time of year for most teams because melbourne are the just the exception and and west coast and north melbourne as well so for other reasons um so yeah it's interesting and yeah five rounds in and um yeah i think melbourne it I mean, do they play Brisbane at the Gabba this year? Because that would be, I think that would be their biggest threat. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'd have to have a look at yeah. the future going forward. But that was, all, that was exactly what I was thinking. If they that matchup does happen, yep. that will be the biggest chance of them losing. You'd imagine. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, thought you were going to sneeze then. Who's going to do a Chief Dunstall on us? No, 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 no. I don't want to break the microphones. <laughs> we're good. Um, umpiring. Well, oh. Maybe that's why you you were looking like you're about to sneeze because we're going to be about to talk about the umpires on the weekend. I was clearing my throat. I was going to save this for my Crimea River segment today, but I ran with the umpires a couple of times, so I can't keep going. But I'm going to in just our regular, you know, our regular talk back, uh, if that's what you want to call it. But it's it's the umpire respect rule that they've brought in, and it's seriously backfiring. Fans hate it. Players hate it. Um, no one really understands what the go is. I mean, Harris Andrews, the poor guy, just raised his arms to be like, what? Like, didn't scream or abuse him or anything like that, and he gets paid a 50-metre penalty. It's just, oh, I don't know what's going on anymore. It, it's actually ruining the game. I, actually, I get I get frustrated watching the game, and I, I, make a, I make a point of watching mutual games and seeing if it still upsets me, and it does. So I know I'm not. it's not just a bias thing with Richmond. I, it actually really grinds my gears um seeing these 50 meters get paid for absolute nothing essentially um and it's a frustrating one i mean the biggest one from the weekend was probably that tom hawkins flop which we'll get to yeah um and then you got jack gunston and uh tom mitchell just saying to the umpire well have a look at that pointing at the screen saying how is that look at him he's dived and the Mm. umpire goes no it's 50 yeah it's ridiculous what you can't even have a civil conversation anymore Mm. yeah yeah it's it's way too much i think they've taken the umpire abuse, dissent, whatever you want to call it, to to a level that it, it, it shouldn't be at at all. You know, like I'm all for abuse being stamped out of the game and um, demonstrative abuse towards the umpire. That's completely fair enough. But yeah, when you when you can't even just have a conversation or just to get some clarity around the decision that's been made, like that's when we've got an issue. And if you can't write, like raising your hands and, you know, doing an action like that is it, it almost just comes naturally like it's not like a it's not like he's about to go whack him you know like no, it's, it's just it's just it's like, more like a, oh, oh he's like, like a, frustrated at himself as well you know like it's yeah oh, it's 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 but they, this was always going to happen when they brought this zero tolerance abuse rule in yeah i mean the, the thing that annoys me with it is especially with brad scott coming out and saying that all the 50s that were given over the weekend he's backed them all in and mm. they should have been there and there were ones that we missed as well it's like if you can't even get the 50-meter penalty rule right, you know what I mean? Like, why you ca- you're already messing up other decisions that have been rules for years. Now you can't even get this one right. You're saying we missed 50s that should have been paid. Mm. It's like, well, what, the umpires don't even know what to pay anymore. Yeah. What's going on? It's so confusing. And he came out and had a press conference today. Oh, and to say that made me angry was... A, yeah, a very big understatement. That is, uh, shit me up the wall. I'm going to play a bit of a bit of a clip here that... Something he said today, and I want, I want you to re- respond and tell me what you think about what he said just here, so I'm going I'm to roll through now. We have unanimous support from all the clubs, all the leaders at clubs, and in fact, they want us to pay these free kicks. Do you reckon if you're Chris Fagan sitting up in the box <laughs> and you see Harris Andrews raise his arms and the umpire pays a 50-metre penalty, 
he'd, he'd fags be going, yeah, you get him. Yeah. You get him, Razor, <laughs> or whoever the umpire was. I, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah. If you think a coach wants someone to pay that for a player just purely having a conversation or just something minor like that. And then Brad Scott also went on to say, you can't use it's an emotional game and you know, you're riding high on emotions as an excuse. It's like, well, no, you definitely can. There's a difference between abusing someone and just putting your arms up in the air like that. Like it's such a big difference. And th there's a line between abuse and just frustration with mm. yourself or fr you're allowed to be frustrated with the decision that shouldn't be taken away. You can't, you don't have to be happy with their call, even if you, th you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a fine line between abuse and frustration and the AFL are seriously lacking it. And Brad Scott, that is seriously rich coming from him. I know there's a lot of clips going around today of him losing his mind. I'm sure he's done it in the coach's box and even as a player, losing his mind at the umpires for him to turn around and say, this has been a serious problem for mm. decades now. It's like, yeah. shut up, mate, you yeah. big dickhead. Yeah. I'm over it. No, he's just, yeah, new in the role and obviously, I think that, do you expect him to say anything else though? You know, I, I like don't expect him, but, yeah, but this is the thing with umpires. We, they have decisions that go wrong on the weekend. There used to be a segment, uh, like I reckon seven or eight years ago, I used to watch it every week, where I think it was Jeff Geishin, the head of the umpires back then, would come out mm. and he would go over some of the controversial decisions and he would, he would admit when they were wrong and yeah. didn't say if they were right. And he did that every week. And I love that because it's like, well, he's fronting up and he's actually saying, no, well, this is why we, it was paid or it shouldn't have been paid. We were wrong in this instance. And they're, they're owning it because they're going to make mistakes. We all know that. But the fact that they get swept under the rug and they say, well, the real issue here is us complaining about the free kicks. No, let's focus on training these umpires, giving them more clarity on the rules because that's a big issue in itself and getting them better at officiating the game rather than telling players you're not allowed to be frustrated anymore even when the decision is ab an absolute joke. Yep. I completely agree. Like it's, yeah, it is. There's just way too much gray area with a lot of these rules that the AFL have brought in. I think that's, that's the issue. Like there's just too much gray area. Um, nothing's black and white. The umpires are confused. We're confused. The players are confused. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I, I'd, I'd hate to be an umpire to be honest in the AFL. Like just the amount that they have to um, try to understand as well. Like I, I feel like the umpires are like they're probably not. They probably don't feel like they're getting abused when you know the arms are getting thrown out and things like that. But they're just paying it because I mean their interpretation of the rule isn't it zero tolerance yeah exactly so, but there needs to be a oh, how do you make a black and white though it's it's i think demonstrative abuse 100 percent needs to be canned from the game but yeah having a general conversation and raising your arms is um taking it too far i'll I'd tell say. you what else needs to be erased from the game the word dissent i reckon i've yeah. heard that word once my entire life before this week, and now I can't stop hearing it. Let's scrap the word <laughs> dissent. Where does it come from? I know, I've got a pretty decent vocabulary, I think, and I've, like I said, I knew the word existed, but I don't think I've ever used it or heard anyone else use it until Brad Scott this week used it about 30 times and the <laughs> commentators kept using it. Mate, let's just shut up. Call it abuse and get over it. <laughs> yeah, that's another separate Love rant it. we don't need to get into. All right, enough of these, uh, enough of the, the negatives. Um, well, it is another negative we're about to dive into. Well, the Blues are four and one. <laughs> well, that is a negative definitely yeah. for everyone else. It's not a Carlton yeah, supporter, but, but it was Port Adelaide. Yeah, Port Adelaide. So, yeah, Port Adelaide, zero and five. Who would have thought after last year? I tipped them to, to make the grand final this year. I had big, big hope. I think everyone did. Um, they've been a top two team the last couple of years. And, yeah, they're zero and five, and they looked ordinary, in the, especially in the first half against the Blues. And I was going to say, halfway through that last quarter, I didn't think they were going to be zero and five. At no, one point. Well, neither did I. Yeah. 
Um, so, and yeah, now they're zero and five, and surely that's they can't they can't make it, can they? Well, that? you know what it is. It's not even zero and five, but they've played some good teams and have. Ju- I mean, on the weekend they did play a good team and they just went down by three, but that hasn't been the case the four rounds previously. Mm. They got smashed by Hawthorne in Adelaide, which is you know you would you'd never see the last few years gone by. And their performances have looked really poor, especially that first half on the weekend, like you were just about mm. to say. So it's for that reason that I can't see them making a comeback. If they were playing good sides and just getting done, it was unlucky, a couple of decisions didn't go their way, etc. You think, all right, they can they can bounce back and go on a good winning streak here. But the way they're playing, I can't see it happening. No. No, I, yeah, they're yeah, they're definitely not an unlucky zero and five, if that's what you're trying to say. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they, they've they're been, well deserved. They've been poor. I think they will they will they'll definitely bounce back and get a few more wins on the board. I, don't, I can't see them being like a four-win team like like a North Melbourne or West Coast might be this year. I think they'll end up getting, you know, finishing in that higher part of the bottom eight. But, yeah, geez. Weird, but, like, like, what do you do? Like, for, for a team that was was a lot of people tipped for the premiership this year and they, you know, got so close the last couple of years, like, how do you, like, how do you even... How do you even go about the the rest of the season as a playing group and a coaching group as well, and even supporters? Yeah, there's a lot to think about. Um, I mean, you just—I guess you got to look to your leaders in these situations and try mm. and have them. Hopefully, they can lead you through and sort of give you a bit of confidence and motivation to keep going through the season. But zero and five after losing two home prelims, you have to wonder—is this Tata now to Ken Hinckley at the end mm. of the season? I don't know when he's contracted till. I should probably have looked that up before I said that, but. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you, there's going to be question marks around him now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just all going to depend on how they finish the season off. Really, you know, if they um, if they just miss out on the eight, does he stay around for another year, or if they keep up this form for the rest of the year, then yeah, he's got no chance. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we've all criticised Port already for losing two home preliminary finals, which mm. Adelaide Oval was supposed to be a fortress for him, and no one really saw them losing either of those prelims and they lost both. So now to not make finals, which is looking likely at this stage, yeah, there's going to be some uh, some consequences, you'd, you'd think. And usually um, clubs and supporters like to target the coach. Yeah. I'm sure you can relate to that. I've got a lot of, lot of practice in that, mate. Um, but they did lose to the Blues, as you touched on before. Um, four and one. If you told me at the start of the year that We'd be four and one, and we'd beaten Richmond Bulldogs and Port Adelaide. Boy, be <laughs> excited, very excited. Um, but we've looked good in in the majority. Like all these games, we've we've played bloody well. Like first half, we were unbelievable against Port, fifty points up. Um, but yeah, just so concerning those fade outs. Like it's not just once; it's happened now. It's happened two or three times. Um, we've been pretty lucky to hold on. So hard to read us at the moment. I'm not sure. Like I, I definitely think we're a good side. I just don't think we're as good as what people probably thought two two weeks ago, two three weeks ago. I know a lot of Carlton supporters are saying they're, they're just happy that you're holding on to these leads when it has gotten close. Like Port Adelaide brought it back to within two points at one point. Um, obviously only won by three in the end. But saying Carlton two years ago would have lost that game. Mm. They would have let us overrun them. But now people are saying we're happy that we're actually holding on to these wins and and clinching them. Which I think yeah, definitely a positive. You got to look at the positives and things, and that's definitely one of them. But it is also a little bit concerning that someone came from 50 points down to within two points. Yep. So that's something the club will obviously have to look at because those momentum swings have been famously dangerous for Carlton. Yep. Um, but I think it's also the fact now that you're able to get to a 50-point margin in the first place that you've got to consider a positive because that wasn't happening either. Mm, exactly. 
Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, not taking anything away from the first half performance. They were, yeah, fantastic. It was great to watch. And as I said earlier, I was very relaxed, like, at halftime. I was like, yeah, how good's this? Should be an easy win. You were getting very arrogant, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I was the most relaxed I've been at the footy for a long time. And then, oh, boy, out of nowhere. You even, uh, at halftime, you even put a little umbrella in your, in your Canadian club. You were that relaxed. You were kicking <laughs> back. You, you were looking very relaxed, mate. Rancho Relaxo over there. <laughs> Didn't think you saw that. No, no, I saw. <laughs> nah, but yeah, it was. Um, nah, it was. It was good to watch. But yeah, it's just uh, it's very hard to to get a read on us at the moment. I'm just not prepared to to go all out, um, and I'm not prepared to um to sink us either. So I think we're in that in between where, um, yeah, we're in that in that pack with you know that middle part of the eight, um, and it's going to be a good test this week against Frio over there. I think that's going to be a great game. Well, Freo are looking yep. the real deal they are. at the moment. I mean, they yep. pumped Essendon, who we, have been poor as well. Let's touch on them. Let's. No, I mean, <laughs> we we love Essendon, but <laughs> how bad? Did you see that vision of... Um, the players walking? Yep. Yeah. That was terrible. It, it honestly reminds me back when Danaher was there and he sat on the fence mm. back time. No, they've the, got a culture issue there, I think. Well, you wonder if it's a culture issue or if it's more... Once things are looking down and out, they just give up. Yeah. Which I mean, probably does come down to culture as well. Because, but you th- you see clips of them at training and before the games and when they're up and about, and they seem like such a strong unit and they mm. seem like they all love each other, get around each other. But as soon as things start going downhill, they just give up. Yeah, is what it looks like. And I stopped watching this game at probably halftime. Was what public house together watching, and I left and um, I didn't really watch the rest. I thought, fuck, it's gonna be a good game, and I you know I probably should have kept watching. And then I saw the score at three quarter time. Like, oh wow, what's Mm. What's happened here? And then, well, from, you know, I watched highlights and every Essendon sport I've spoken to has just been so disappointed. And they said, we just gave up. Yeah, they did. Which you don't want to see from no, your club. Definitely not. Definitely not. Especially a team like Essendon who were looking to, you know, play finals again this year. And, you know, they still have a chance to, but not if they're going to oh, be doing this. They're one in four. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But, you know, their best is good. Yeah. yeah. Their best is pretty good. But we haven't seen it yet. So yeah. they're going to find it. Yeah. No, they were. Yeah, I mean, and at the same time, Freo were, were just as impressive. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I like a lot of Essendon supporters, especially on the talkback radios this morning, have been um, furious at their their bombers so far in 2022, which is fair enough. Well, I mean, after half time, they kicked three goals yep. on the weekend, um, and Freo kicked 10. Mm. So that's a big difference there. Considering at halftime they went into the game 41-38, Freo up by a couple of points. That's a big margin to blow it out to. And I can see why Essendon supporters would be filthy. I don't don't blame it. For sure. Um, The Hawks, Easter Monday, have upset the Cats. How good Tell you why, they are a happy team at Hawthorne, to say the least. And I was happy watching that game. Yeah, their early season form, I feel, has been backed up now. They're another one. Are they good or not? Yeah, but... I think that I think that I don't think they're top eight good, but I think they're going to be a lot better than what we thought. I mean, I think I tipped them for the spoon, didn't I? So uh, they're they're not winning the wooden spoon this year. No, they won't be spooners. No yeah. way. They're they're too good for that. I think they'll um they'll they'll, they'll push for eight. I reckon. I don't think they'll mm. squeeze in, but I reckon they'll be definitely thereabouts pushing for it. And they really only had one blowout all year from memory. And that was against the Saints. It was like sixty points. Yeah. And other than that, they've been right in every game. They lost by about what was it a point to Carlton. Yeah. Um, they won on the weekend. And they won the rest. They won round two, and yeah, they won the rest. So they're, they're looking good. Yeah, they are absolutely. I think they're yeah sitting eighth. So yeah, it's it's they've surprised a lot. Um, it just shows how good a job Sam Mitchell's doing as well, and why they were so quick to 
to get the transition happening there. They must have seen something. I mean, a lot of people criticise the Hawks for what happened with Clarko and all that sort of stuff, and we won't dive into that. But clearly, they had this vision in mind, and I knew what Sam Mitchell was going to bring, and he's done wonders with these young kids that yep. are just playing really good footy. But it's not even just the young kids. It's the older ones as well, Luke Bruce, Jack Gunston, all these guys are doing great things also. Yeah, for sure. And then Geelong, though. Like, are they... What's, what's, but that's like, the thing. You don't know because Hawthorne... It looked good. And it wasn't like Hawthorne Geelong games were always like this as well. Exactly. It's one of those games where it doesn't matter where a team is in the ladder, it's always going to be fairly competitive. So I think it's hard to judge Geelong by this performance. But I mean, I, th- I thought at times Hawthorne did look a bit sloppy and, you know, a little bit immature. Um, and that's when Geelong probably should have capitalized, but they just weren't able to mm. at the end of the day. And Hawthorne had a good lead as well. If you remember in the first quarter, they had three goals before Geelong even had one disposal. Yeah. Yeah, Which is, true. I mean, I know it's early, but that's the that's a big problem. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Um, speaking of judging, how did you judge um, Tom Hawkins's dive, <laughs> flop, whatever you want to call it? Flop, dive, jump. You know what's what's the what's the saying from dodgeball? Duck, dip, dip dive, and dive. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, know the one. I butchered it. Feels completely. like you butchered it. I, oh, absolutely. I said a word that doesn't <laughs> exist in that sentence, but everyone knows what I'm getting at. But that's it was yeah. That was one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Um, and this goes back to the 50 meter penalty one. I mean, the umpire. How do you fall for that? For starters, I think it was Heath Shaw made a good point. He goes, Tom Hawkins probably bench, benches minimum 150. 150 kgs. There's no way he's getting moved that far mm. and, you know, that exaggerated. There's no way. And the umpire fell for that hook, line and sinker. And then I think it was within Don Mitchell and Jack Gunston's rights to be like, come on, yeah. we'll have a look at that, you know. And so yeah. that's why I thought it was harsh that the 50 the was paid. But with the 50. Yeah. I really don't want to – I know there's a few Richmond players that have done it and just continue to do it. And a lot, a lot of teams do, but I really don't like seeing nah, it again. No, it's not a good look. Because I know, I know if I didn't mention the Richmond players, I'd be like, oh, what about yeah. Alex Rance? He did it. What about Dylan Grimes? <laughs> he does it. Yeah, I know, mate. But it doesn't mean I'm a fan of it. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not good to watch. You no. don't want to see people milking free kicks. Just play. You're a better player than that. Yeah. And I have the same opinion for people that duck, ducking to get deliberate high tackles, Joel Selwood. But <laughs> he's the same. I, I honestly, Joel Selwood's a legend of our game, right? But I'll never look at him the same way I'll look at, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another legend of our game. Playing right now. Yeah, even playing right now, like let's just say, like a Rory Sloan, right? Legend of the game, Rory. S- oh, Rory Sloan's a big name player. Maybe yeah. not legend of the game, but Rory Sloan, right, is another champion of his club, right? Yep. But Rory Sloan, I've never seen milk a free kick. Yeah. I mean, he might have. Someone's probably going to call me out on no, that. He's now, a tough but player. Yeah. yeah, and Joel Sloan's a tough player as yeah, well. But yeah. mate, stop yeah, ducking into it. It's just frustrating to watch. And then, yeah, anyway, not going to get into it. It's a different, <laughs> different topic. Ah, <laughs> oh, Joel. Alrighty. The Richmond Footy Club had an interesting interesting battle on the weekend, to say the least, I feel. Um, but instead of, uh, instead of you taking the lead on the, on the Tigers this weekend, we've uh, actually got a, a, a very special guest on to talk about the Richmond Footy Club, uh, a long-time listener, um, and he's been wanting to come on the show for a while, and we finally got him. Lockie, thanks for joining us, mate. G'day, fellas. How are we? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan. <laughs> oh, mate, it's it's finally good to have another Tigers man on just to uh, ease the burden a little bit from me because I've, I've been struggling the last few weeks this year. It's been a been a tricky one, but um, yeah, ha- have you have you been, mate? Have you been watching the Tigers so far this season? Um, yeah, it's been. I feel like we're a real interesting one at the moment because we're sort of in that transition phase at the moment. Like we've been up for so long, um, and you know these. 
these heroes that we've got, like Coach Edwards, Jack, they're all getting to the end of their careers. We've got some younger guys coming through. And, you know, I feel like we're just sort of in that awkward transitioning phase. So I feel like we're, yeah, it's just a really interesting watch. You never knew, really know what you're going to get. Um, we've got a bit of quality in that team to win games, but haven't been able to do it consistently enough this year. Ed, you said, like you said, it's like it's it's, a, it's an interesting watch. But like you've won three flags over the last four years. Uh, like how like how does how does it feel now when you know, you know you're not as good and you're coming off losses? Like you are you ab- as upset as what you probably used to be or as you should be, or is it because you've seen so much good stuff over the last few years? It's just like oh, whatever at the moment. I'm sure it's yeah, not, but, it, but it I'd is. love to know. Yeah, it's a it's a different feeling to prior to 2017 like I feel like you know we've been up for so long and we've got those those people in the right places Benny Gale Hardwick and I've, I've still got the utmost confidence in, in them that we're gonna you know get it right and I feel like you know with prior to 2017 we were just sort of you know we could just never really get it right but we seem to always draft these players or get these players in that are Richmond men and you know there's a real culture and quality of the club. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of just, I'm relaxed. I mean, you know, we've, we're, we're coming out of that really successful phase. And then, you know, we've, it'll be interesting to see how they go about rebuilding um, again to have another crack at it, I think. Yeah, so it's, I'm kind of just, I'm kind of just calm watching the Tigers, which is, which is an unusual thing to say prior to, prior to 2017. I mean, I've been going my whole life, 25 years, and, you know, it was, for a long time, me and my dad would just go there and watch us get spanked, and it was all about watching Richo try and try and will us over the line. But yeah, it's a very different feel at the moment for sure. Yeah, I think Richo was the only reason I went to the footy for 21 years. There, <laughs> at one point, it was it was exactly. tough. To, it was tough to find any other reasons to go. But you talked about being calm, and you, you got confidence in the players we're bringing in, and you know the the culture that we've got. In terms of some of those younger blokes that we've brought in over the last few years and that are starting to play some more consistent games now, especially with some of the injuries we've had lately, who's impressing early days for you? Who's young that's coming up and, and you think is going to be real good talent for us going forward? Um, yeah, definitely what I've seen from Josh Gibbs in the handful of games. I feel like dropping him actually cost us this week because Tech killed us um, and obviously not having Grimes down there really hurt. Um, Hugo Ralph Smith, I think, shown a bit. Thompson Dow's shown a bit this year. Um, obviously, we've still got Sydney Stack to come back. He hasn't played yet, but he's been doing all right in the twos. Um, Jack Ross, I feel like he's one that I'm a little bit more unsure of. I don't feel like he's a winger. Um, Harbour's is tested playing on the wing, but I, don't think, I think he's more of an inside player. Um, so he's another one that, that um, you know, is coming through as well. So, you know, there's there's a few signs there, and there's another young gun they've still got a debut in, Tyler Thompson. So I'm I'm really um I'm really looking forward to that as well. So I've no doubt that they that they'll get it right and they'll turn it around, but not a little bit of a wait yet. Now, I'm really bullish on Tyler Sonsi as well. His VFL performances so far have been unreal, yeah. and I think it's only a matter of time before he gets his debut this year. And I reckon he'll do some really good things. But another player that we haven't seen much of this year at all, and obviously a bit of uh bit of controversy around it. No one's really too sure what's going on. It's obviously Dustin Martin, arguably the best player we've ever seen, um, especially come yeah. to the doors of Punt Road. What, what are your thoughts on what's happening with Dusty? Do you, do you think he'll come back to the club? Do you think it might be uh, wraps for him? And obviously if it is, you know, he's done enough for this club and the game that we're happy to, would, you know, we'd 
gratefully just sort of say thank you very much for what you've done. But obviously, we want to see him back out there. Do you think we'll see him back out there at any stage this year? Uh, I, I was saying this to Marcus when when I caught up with him the other week. I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, Farm came out and said that he was going to be back, but I feel like from my point of view, like he's such an introverted person. He's done he's done everything and he's been through such a tough period in his life now. Um, you know, I just don't think that. You know, he maybe has the drive to come back. Like, he's probably just in this time where he wants to focus on himself and get himself right. So, I don't know. And the other thing is, like, he's missed how many games now? Like, when is he actually going to be coming back? Like, if he's got to call it soon because he hasn't been training with the with the main AFL group. So, I don't know if he's still training or what he's doing. But, yeah, it is a little bit of the elephant in the room. But, obviously, you can't, you can't begrudge him. Like, you know, it's an honour to have who have seen him run around for, for Richmond and, you know, he'll go down with one of the greatest ever, as, as you were saying. So, no, I, I love Dusty and I always will and I'll never forget those. Being there for two of those flags was just amazing watching him run around. So, yeah, think, it's, it's yeah. the elephant in the room and, I'm yeah, I don't know. I'm unsure, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, I guess, but I, I, I don't think so. I don't think he has anything left to really achieve. Yeah, I think, um, I think early days I thought, He'll come back. He'll just take a few weeks off. But I think now we're looking down the barrel of, what is it, round six this week or whatever it is, yeah. round six, round seven. And he's there's no word. He hasn't been at training. And I think I'm starting to lean more on your camp now. I think I think he might be calling it quits now. And like you said, I'm more just grateful than anything that we got to see him play and do the things that he did. Um, I just hope he's doing all right. Not that he listens to this and he'll hear my opinion, but it just hopefully, you know, he's <laughs> battling through the way he's going and he's doing all right and he gets... Um, gets to look finds whatever he's looking for, I guess. Well, do you think? Yeah, exactly. We you love th- you, Dusty. If, you, if you're listening, oh, he is. He's listening. <laughs> he's definitely listening. <laughs> but do you think if he, you know, if he if he came back this year, do you think he'd be back to you know so close to his best? Um, like, are you going to get the the good version of Dusty if he does decide to come back? Because you know, if you guys are you know in the mix for finals, like you know, imagine getting uh a fit oh. and fit and fresh dusty back like that would be yeah if he's in the right I mean, headspace yeah exactly i mean he still have that goat instinct of course i mean if he came back and we were in the mix of finals it'd be such a boost to the group but i don't know the more it drags on the less less confident i guess but i don't know maybe the club's just smoking mirrors wants to just sort of keep the media off his back if they came out and say he's done who knows I think biblical was the best way to describe what a return from Dusty would be like if we are pushing for finals and he comes back. It depends on the hunger as well. I mean, he might come back and think, you know, in his head, he might go, you know what? Footy is giving me so much um, and I've got people around me that look after me. I really want to come back and do something special with this group again. And he might come back firing and just absolutely, because you don't know what the training is doing in the off season or on the, yeah. on the side, sorry, but we don't know. And then, yeah, and then it could go the other way where, like you said, he's, He's happy to just call it quits, hang up the boots, and he's had a good career, and he just wants to focus on other things now. So I reckon it could go either way. But I think if he was to come back, I feel like he's the type of guy that would have prepared himself physically and mentally for it. So that's just yeah. uh, my view on that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this week, mate, the D's. You giving yourself any, <laughs> giving yourselves any chance this week? And it's it's the toughest ask in footy at the moment. But uh, you know, probably the two most dominant teams over the last few years. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I feel like G. it's a little bit. I feel like it's going to be a bit of passing the baton on. Like the Deeds, they they are hot at the moment, and they look like the team that are going to continue to dominate the competition. I don't give us much of a chance. But in saying that, I guess it comes back to we do still have a lot of quality in that team, and we can 
we can still bob up and, and get wins. I mean, the Bulldogs game is an example of it. Um, you know, we, we bobbed up there and got a win, but uh, I don't know. You can I can't I can't count us out because there's still so much quality in my opinion. But yeah, the days will be probably too good on Anzac Day. But I'm looking forward to that picture. It's always a good one. Yeah, I've been loving that Anzac Day of Clash. It's been, a, yeah, I mean, obviously we've had a few more wins and we have losses in that game. I think we lost to them for the first time last year. So we've had a bit more success in that game. But it's just, it's been such a good, um, I guess, entree before the main meal, which is Anzac Day on that with our Essen yeah. and Collingwood the day, the day after. So I've been loving it. And yeah, I think the Ds, I have to agree with you, the Ds are definitely too good at the moment. It's hard to see anybody beating them, but... We do also have a lot of talent, like you said. So it's another one where you don't want to ride us off, but Imagine, just with Melbourne, it seems too hard not to. Imagine the Tigers win. <laughs> Jeez, everyone will be back on board, won't they? Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put a big statement out right now. <laughs> if the Tigers beat Melbourne this weekend on Sunday night, I will do the podcast whenever we do it next week. Don't I'll, say naked. Not don't naked. Not <laughs> naked. Dude, I don't know. You, why'd you wink at me then like you wanted me to do it naked? <laughs> Shut up. I was gonna say I'll do it. I'll do it with just a yellow, only just a pure yellow sash across my chest, and that's it. Okay, Done. with, with well, pants and jocks and socks and shoes and all the rest of it, but just no shirt and a yellow sash across the body. Okay. Done. No, it's an to upgrade. This. It's an upgrade from the carton jumper you had to wear the other week. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I can't really go any lower than that, can I? So it's only up from here, even with that, that sash look. So I appreciate you agreeing with me on that one because I had a few dirty looks in here when I was trying to trash talk it the other day. <laughs> Love it. All right, mate. Well, uh, just before we wrap up, um, as you probably know, we do the pressure cooker with all our guests. So um, we'll uh, just ask you some quick fire questions and, uh, and then we'll, we'll be done. Awesome, Kane. All right. If you had to delist one player on your team, who would it be? Absolutely, Jake Arts. I hate him. <laughs> There's a lot of that going around. That was quick. No one likes Jake Arts. That's a, a, oh yeah, I can't he say tries I disagree. Hard, but he's not. He's not AFL standard, and he never will be. I think he's one of those guys that he's on the weekend. I'm pretty sure he had like 30 odd disposals in the VFL, but then he just doesn't mm. do the same thing when he goes up. So yeah, I don't. I don't mind that one at all. But on the other hand, if you could add one player from another list, who would it be? Um, maybe Chaka. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah no, nah, I can't, can't, can't disagree with that one. Which team do you love beating the most? Carlton. Yes. Yeah. Don't blame me for that one. Uh, and then the last and most important question, and geez, you better answer the right <laughs> way. Who is your favorite pressure point co-host? Oh, it's got to be twin. Oh, <laughs> we got another one on the I board. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> we're we're going to start having nah, a board. I, I, the the I love it. So. I, know how, I know how he really feels. It's fine. <laughs> I know the real, the real, the real answer. No, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But just quick, I do want to touch on, because I mentioned before, I did, I did meet you over the weekend, Lucky, which is a real pleasure. And, um, obviously it was the first time we'd met and uh, we met at an event that you were running on the weekend. You want to tell us a little bit about that? We'll give you a bit of a plug while we've got you on. Um, yeah, so it's just a dance event I run with a few mates. It sort of started as like a bit of a passion project, I guess, like you boys. And yeah, just focusing on like sort of techno and house music in Melbourne. So if you're, uh, if you're around Melbourne, I know it's not everyone's thing, but um, yeah, look out for Marination events or the Sydney game and Facebook. So, yeah, we put on uh, techno and house. Good fun. 
Absolutely. I know Marcus and I had a good time on the weekend, so that's why I thought I, I can't I can't have you on and not let you talk about it a little bit because that's how we met on the weekend. <laughs> I thought I get to give it a plug. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> I uh, appreciate it. I love it, mate. Well, um, yeah, really appreciate you coming on, mates, and uh, giving us your time to talk about the Tigers. I know Quinn absolutely loved it. I can see that he hasn't that smile hasn't left his face that, that whole ten minutes. So spill my dung, yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming <laughs> no, on, mates, and um, yeah, th- thanks for being a, a big supporter of ours as well over the journey. No worries, boys. It's a pleasure. No worries. Thanks, you guys have a good night. Cheers, See mate. Ya. You too. See you later. Bye. Oh. How good was that? The Tigers, a bit of therapy for you. I did need that. It was good. It was good. It's given me a bit of optimism as well. But um, no, I needed to needed to vent a little bit, and I'm glad Lockie jumped on and uh, helped me out there. I think he's the first Tiger we've had on all year, so... Yeah, yeah. I needed that. I um, felt very ganged up on. We've, we've added a list, another Tiger to the list, though. We've had a few Tiger supporters on in the past. In the past, we have, yeah. yeah. I'm talking first about 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 so. Yeah, so know what you're talking about, mate. Don't you get all tigery on me. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> all right, let's move on to round six. Uh, back to the traditional Friday night. No Thursdays this far. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, I actually didn't even mind the Thursday through to Monday. I kind of yeah, like Maybe it was because we weren't working and we had more time to watch the footy, but I enjoyed it. But Thursdays I'm definitely going to miss yeah. um, at least. But I don't mind it going back to a traditional just Friday night as well. It would be something different for the season. And... Starts off with the Giants versus St Kilda yes. at Manuka Oval, which Manuka. is a bit different. <laughs> is it Manuka? It's Manuka. I'm it's Manuka. Oh, or Manuka. Is it? Oh, jeez. Oh, Shoot me. Manuka. Well, Manuka sounds a lot cooler than Manuka. <laughs> oh, shit. That's brilliant. Well, I'm running with Manuka. All right. Manuka Oval. Who's winning? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need your tip. Yeah, we do need a tip. No, well, this, the form the Saints are in at the moment and the Giants just got pumped on the weekend, so I'm going to have to go to the Saints. It's yep. too hard to tip the Giants after that. Yeah, Saints Saints were, have been looking good. We didn't touch on them, but they've been good. I wouldn't mind Jack seeing Higgins. them be brought back to... Jawboy. Yeah. Mm. You see people comparing him to the tip rat, which is a massive, really? massive... That's a big call. That's a big stretch. Yep. I, I wouldn't be saying that just yet, but there's uh, I've seen comparisons over the week. Yeah, definitely got tip rat traits about him. Yeah, he's a pest. Yeah, definitely. but that's not having a jab, and a pest in a good way, for sure. Um, Saturday Arvo, we got the Bulldogs and Adelaide at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. Hey. Jeez, it's going to be cold down there. It's going to be absolutely there, freezing, yeah. and I'm glad I'm not going to be there on the weekend. But I'm going to. Oh, I say no one's really got the home ground advantage, do they? But you'd, you'd imagine the dogs would get up here. Although Adelaide have been very good, as I learned the hard way on the weekend. They have been good, Adelaide, um, but I think the dogs. Um, looked like they hit some form against North last week, so I if think there was one um, team that was going to build them back in the form. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think the dogs will be good there, and they've played at Mars Stadium a few times now. So I think they'll uh, get the job done there. Uh, Port Adelaide and West Coast at Adelaide Oval. Jeez, <laughs> wow! <laughs> Who would have thought? Actually, you know what? This could be Port's first win. Yeah, this absolutely could. I think it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. This has to be Port's first win. If they can't get up at home against the Eagles who, you know, they've got a lot of their players back now, but they're still missing a lot. Yeah. Um, and they were scoreless for a lot of that first half on the last week. They they need to show something and give their fans something to not make them lose all hope altogether. So, no, nah, Port yeah, will win Port this should. one, I think. They should. If they play like they did in the second half last week, they'll definitely, I think they'll win easily. And also, I know you don't like him very much, but how big is Robbie Gray's influence on that Port Adelaide side? Oh, I actually love Robbie Gray. Mm. I mean, I know he's done some damage to Carlton oh, yeah. before. That's oh, why I say that. But apart from that, apart from what he's personally done for the Blues, <laughs> um, 
Oh, I think he's an. I mean, speaking of legends of the game, I think he'll go down as one. Oh, he has to. Port Adelaide's greatest ever player, I'd say. Um, oh, he was great on the weekend. First game back for the season, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. He was, he was just, huge. He, I know you're not going to like it, but when he took that one out mark in the goal scorer mm. against um, Zach Williams, there, I just thought this ha- this you could tell it lifted them. Yeah, because it, who he is and what he brings and all the rest of it. But it was just so skillful as well. And yeah. he's another one that they're going to love having back in that side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Saturday night we've got Frio and Carlton at Optus Stadium. It's going to be a good one. I'm really looking nervous, but looking forward to this one. Well, both teams have shown a lot of good things. Yeah, um, probably the two biggest improvers you'd say this season so far. Probably, yeah, probably. No, I'd say Carlton probably more so than Frio. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'd definitely say the two biggest improvers for sure. Hawthorne were probably yeah. broke expectations, maybe not improvers. Yeah. But definitely broke expectations. But yeah, no, this is massive. Um, I think maybe being at Optus, it gives mm. Freo that edge. Um, but who knows? Carlton have done some good things this year, so it's going to be a tough one. But I'm going to go Freo purely because it's at Optus. Yes, same. Just because it's over there, I think Freo. But the Blues have a great record over there. We, I think we've won our last three or four at Optus against Freo. And is that Nunesy? Nunesy's one. Um, Murphy's banana couple of years ago that's right yeah um, yeah the check side wasn't it yeah it was the check side so we don't mind playing Frio over there and the white jumpers um but i think Frio were a very good team this year and i think they'll win in a close one over there absolutely um sunday we've got north melbourne and geelong at bloodstone arena the kangas down in tassie it's gonna be big is it no <laughs> <laughs> no i'm trying to just hype the game up as much as possible but no this won't be big geelong will uh bounce back after a disappointing loss to hawthorne i reckon and uh I don't want to say have their way with North because it brings a weird sexual <laughs> connotation to it, but I reckon they'll essentially have their way with North yes, Melbourne. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. Um, Consensually. <laughs> Gold Coast and Brisbane at Metricon, the Q Clash. This actually will be a good game, I think, because Gold Coast have shown some really yep. good things this year, as you learnt the hard way as well. But um, Brisbane, you'd imagine, would be too strong just being probably the second best team in the comp right now. So yep. I'm going to go Brisbane, but... Um, uh, hopefully, it's going to be a pretty good game and another Q clash. Yep. Uh, I think I want to go Gold Coast, but I think Brisbane are just too strong. But it wouldn't surprise me if Gold Coast did get up. Well, yeah, Brisbane have been a little little flaky yep. um, and leaky um, in terms of the other team scoring against them. So who knows? But yeah, I think Brisbane are probably yep. just slightly too strong. Sunday night, we've got the Anzac Eve. It's a traditional clash now. I mean, you guys have been playing this for a while. It's been, I think, yeah. since 2017 was the first yep. time, or 2016. So it's been a while now, yeah, yeah four or five years, which yep. has been good. So, yeah, Tigers D's. Yeah, oh, another one I can't even try and hype up to be a big game. I just <laughs> I can't see Melbourne losing a game this year. And no, but the Tigers love the MCG. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. Beat the Doggies well a couple of weeks ago. Beat the Dogs well, but then, like I said again... They're no Melbourne. They, no, but they're no Melbourne, and Dogs probably could have buried us in that first quarter if they kicked straight. They mm. won a lot more of the footy than we did. I think we might get Kane Lambert back, which helps a little bit, but I don't see us beating Melbourne, not on Anzac Day. A yeah, big occasion. The Ds seem to love those now, and yep. I reckon they'll have another pretty comfortable win here, Yep, sadly. Yep. No, Ds as well. Um, Monday. We're going to that one together, by the way. Yeah, we are. Yeah, got to mention that. To touch on that. We yeah. are going to that one together. It'll be... Good yep. experience, hopefully. Hopefully I don't lose my cool too no, much. I'm looking forward to the neutral experience. Be nice and relaxing and sitting in nice nice seats. I hope you uh, hope you held onto that umbrella you put in your drink last <laughs> week and bring it back. Well, I'm just sure it's not going to be 27 degrees on this uh, on this game. No. That's for sure, compared no, to last a, week. Be a little bit warm. Put it in your coffee. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, Anzac Day. We've got Hawthorne and Sydney in Tassie. How do you feel about that? Not sure. I don't know if I want another game on Anzac Day. There was last year. 
Yeah, but yeah. I don't remember touching on it last year, so I'm going to touch on yeah. it again yeah. this year. What do you, I don't I don't know if I love it. It's not the worst because you can still watch both because of the time slots, but I kind of liked when it was just Essendon and Collingwood, to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, that's probably irrelevant to yeah. our tips. I still think the Swans are going to get up. Yeah, don't think it's going to matter too much, but yeah. No, yeah, Swans, Swans, well. Swans will get up, but hopefully it'll be a pretty good game considering the way Hawthorne have been yeah. playing. And then, yeah, and then the final game of the round, Essendon and Collingwood, that traditional Anzac Day game. It was a, it was a ripper last year um, where Essendon surprised everyone by winning that. Can I don't mean... It, it, it's, it's actually really hard to tip this one. I'm tipping Essendon. You're tipping Essendon? Yeah, really? as, as much it as that, back? that pains me to do. No, I reckon they'll bounce back. And I just, I don't know, there's something about Anzac Day. And Essendon's issue this year has probably been, like we said, giving up a little bit. And I don't know if Anzac Day brings something special to it. But you just, you can't see them giving up on Anzac Day, can you? Just throwing the towel in yeah. early. But at the same time, I think Collingwood have been Collingwood pretty been good. good. No, Collingwood yeah. have been good. They've um, been a lot better than Essendon have this year. No, absolutely. But I just have, a, I don't know, I have a weird feeling Essendon might bounce back this week. I think Collingwood are the better side. Mm. Um, but I just feel like Essendon might bounce back this week after a couple of disappointing games. Yep. Now, I might go to the pies then. Hey, mix it up. Hey. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's round six. Um, so Friday to Monday, some, yeah, Anzac, Anzac round, which is always good. It always, uh, Always gets the emotions flowing for a lot of Australians and New Zealanders out there. It's always a good weekend, a good day um, to yeah to to remember all the Anzacs. So um, now, nah, look, really looking forward to the weekend. It's going to be good. Um, all right, shall we get into it? Crime it, cry us one. Let's do it. Well, I had a few I could have chosen this week. Um, the umpire's been the obvious one, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to go with something different, something that I haven't heard anyone really talk about. I've seen a few people on Twitter mention it, but I want to talk about it, um, you know, in the first time on a big media platform such as ourselves, and that's the AFL commentators praising players that I don't think deserve the praise. And an example I'll give was one I saw over the weekend and even last week where the commentators were praising Tex Walker, saying, how good is it to see Taylor Walker back playing really good footy again. Um, and it's almost like they thought he, did, he was coming back from a you know nearly a career-ending injury or something like that, and not that he was coming back from being a racist piece of shit, um, mm. to put it pretty bluntly. Yeah, no. Um, and he's not the only one. I know there's other players that have done bad things and come back and the commentators toot their horn, but that's just the one I saw on the weekend. It's Let's normalise scrutinising the, the things that they've done. Let's not try and sweep it under the rug once their suspension ends. They've still done a bad thing. I mean, it depends what it is. But if you've done something like this, or even Dugowie, Jordan Dugowie, I know he had his allegations and some weren't proven, but some were, I'm pretty sure the one where he bottled someone in America was proven, um, he was guilty for it. How does that not get mentioned? Like, or just everyone praises how good he, but it's like we forget that he assaulted someone. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm, I know he's done his, uh, you know, his um, internal suspension or whatever it was, and he missed a bit of time, but I don't know. I just think, I hate that we're praising these players after doing some, Pretty nasty shit, once again, yeah. to put it bluntly, yeah. outside of the game. And I think, yeah, Tex Walker being racist already would have been controversial him coming back and playing. And then to have the umpires come out and uh, – not the umpires, sorry, the commentators come out and just praise him and almost forget about what had happened, I just thought it was a bit ridiculous. And that's not me just being salty because he had an absolute blinder against us in the weekend because he was phenomenal, and I'm not taking that away. He was, a, he was really good. He's, always, he's been a good player his whole career, so I'm not surprised he's able to put performances on like that. But let's not be so quick to forget – um, some of the things that these guys have done. And I am all for 
second chances and moving forward and all this sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I think we've got to remember that, you know, th- these guys have still done some some pretty bad stuff and let's not all hype them up because what, what kind of message does that send for younger generations coming through? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's my biggest issue with it. The young kids will see that and go, oh, I'll get in trouble for a little bit, but everyone forgets about it if I play well. Mm. Yeah, And that, that shouldn't be... Th- the, that shouldn't be what happens. So. No, no, you make. I don't know point. how you feel about that, but that's, no, that's my little. You do make a good gripe. point. I think. I think though. I, I, to be honest, I don't even think Tex Walker should be playing. I think Adelaide probably should have got rid of him. Yeah, I, I if probably going to make, especially that as well. with all the race racial things that have been going on. Well, um, it's just it's not like the education society. isn't. Yeah, it's not, and it's yeah. not like the education isn't there anymore. I mean, he played with Eddie Betts, which I know he's played with multiple Indigenous yeah. players, but Eddie Betts is such a big advocate, and, and I'm sure was spreading education throughout the football club whilst he was there. Tex isn't a young player either; like he's in his thirties. Like he has to know better. How do you not yeah. know that that's not a, that's yeah. that's what I mean, and that's what upsets me. It's not like he's. I mean, even young and naive isn't an excuse anymore. That's not, but. But Tex is a leader at that footy club, a leader in the community. Like he should, it, it's it's a lot, so much worse coming oh, he, from him. He's had a NAB mini legend after him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, imagine that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that kid going to sit on the boundary line at yeah. Sandville Games now and racially abuse yeah. players? Like, I mean, I know that's a stretch, but I'm just saying. Yeah, we've got to really start thinking about um, the way we praise some of these players that have done some bad stuff, rather than recognizing that yeah, they're playing good footy, but. Now, let's not toot their horn too much because, you know, they also bottled someone or they've yeah. also, you know, racially abused someone. So let's, yeah, not be so quick to forget. Yeah, no, I like it, mate. That's uh, spot on and I'm glad you are, glad you brought it up because, yeah, I, they should, especially especially when it comes to the racial things, I think I'm, yeah, pretty passionate about it and I don't think they, um, yeah, I don't think Tech should be playing full stop. As good as he's playing and as good as he's been playing since he came back, I think... Um, I don't think he should be playing. I was going to say, I reckon right now the Crows are probably happy they brought him back. Yeah. But yeah, I do agree. I think in the long run, it, there would have been a stronger message to the yep. rest of the, the competition, the club, the supporters, if they had just got rid of him and said, no, we don't tolerate that whatsoever. Yeah, for sure. All right. Big call. Jeez, it was bad last week. Oh, I almost feel like I shouldn't do one this week. I loved I lo- my favorite part of last week was texting you during the first, going, "Jeez, this has started off well." And then the second quarter started. I'm like, "Oh, jeez, maybe he's right." You had me on a roller coaster <laughs> of emotions, then because I was, I thought I've got egg in my face after texting you early, but yeah. stuck fat with it. And uh, yeah, no, it was a bit of a stinker, wasn't it? No, I, I, I still liked the big call though. Yeah, I still liked it. Oh, jeez, I got some messages about it. Yeah, but that's the whole point of a big. Yeah, call. it is that's absolutely. That is, you, you, is why you, you do it. You're living on the edge. And I'm going to do another one this week oh and it's God. probably not going to go down well with we, a certain supporter base. And on, it's not it's not because of the rivalry or any previous words I've said about this team. Oh yeah, I it's have an it's idea. just what on. I think is going to happen. And I think Collingwood are going to beat Essendon by 40-plus points. 40-plus? Yep. Jeez, you're going to throw that in the multi? No. <laughs> so you don't really think it that <laughs> much? No. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, you're not much of a gambling man. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, That's right. So, yeah, I think Collingwood will do a number. I think Collingwood have been impressive this year. I think Essendon have not. I think they're with the whack that they're copying in the media at the moment, and I don't think that, I don't think it's going to be a, a bounce back kind of thing for Essendon because they've they're one and four, so they haven't really bounced back at, at any week. So. And I think Collingwood have been, been playing good footy. Essendon beat Collingwood last year on Anzac Day. I think yes, Collingwood are going to want to get one back on them, and I think they'll, um, I think they'll, they'll smash them. All right, that's a that's a massive call. Yeah. No, uh, David Zaharakis on the siren kicking the goal this year. No, no, not this year. So 
that's my big call. I might be made to look stupid, um, but that's what they're there for. You know what? Collingwood supporters are going to love you for that one, I reckon. They will. They're going to be jumping all about that. They will. Fair enough, too. No, I like it. That's a massive big call, and uh, yeah, that's what we're here for. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> all righty, mate. Well, um, that's it. That's it. It's been a great episode. We'll love it. Footy's back. The emotions are back. The... I hate footy. I love footy. I hate footy. I love footy. All of it. We love it, don't we? And well, you, you and me, we, we do when we don't. I mean, you and me, yeah. I'm hating it right now. Yeah, exactly. We've we've almost completely switched roles um, compared to the last couple of years doing the podcast. But it's uh, it's, oh, it's good fun. That's what we love it. No, exactly right. It's the emotion that sparks and all of this. And we're not going to get all sentimental <laughs> about it again. Although it's easy to though. It's just so easy to. It's a bit of that um, that good boy footy energies guy <laughs> that, that, that we love. Um, you know, the, the emotion that we bring to the game. But, yeah, no, we absolutely love it. And that's what uh, that's what we do this podcast for, to share a bit of that with you guys. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, make sure you leave us a review, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever you listen or watch us. Um, and, yeah, make sure you share it with your friends. And um, we'll chat next week.